You know that no one is more eco-friendly than me, right? Or this program. And we know that Mother Nature is under a lot of stress. Fossil fuels, industrial agriculture, our endless need for resources are all impacting the planet. We know that. We know this. But now we have a way to help us help the earth. <sighs> There's a new shoe called the Sneecher. <laughs> That's a little pun on words. <laughs> Between, you know, sneaker and nature. <laughs> it's a new shoe. It's all natural. And it's made, the sole is a mushroom. And the upper part of the <laughs> the tennis shoe, oh, I mean the shoe, the sneecher, is knitted from dog hair. And man, are you eco-friendly. It is entirely biodegradable, which means you can compost them once you've worn them through, which probably won't take long because I don't know how long mushrooms last as far as being a sole on a shoe. But the dog hair may... I mean, that might last for a while. And does it sound comfortable? Man, you want to stick your foot in that mushroom-soled, dog-haired, weaved shoe? And then we can all just... I mean, it's just a way to to heal the planet from all the things that are impacting this planet, making it fall apart and be ruined. But it's not going to be ruined by these shoes, the Sneecher, because you're going to be walking on mushrooms and wrapped in dog hair. Man, are you eco-friendly now? Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Okay, welcome to it. It is Fat Pile Friday. We have got, uh, I mean, a pile of fat to get through today. No doubt about it. Thank you for coming along for the ride today. Uh, I guess we'll start in South Carolina. Uh, as they have uh, voted to use firing squads as a way to perform executions. You're right. They want to, uh, look, we've got a shortage of lethal injections. They, uh, the drugs needed for the lethal injections, that's what they had a shortage of. And it, uh, they, well, I guess whatever they had left was out of date. So they decided, well, you know what? Let's, uh, let's use the electric chair. And then they were nice. They, <laughs> they were nice. They decided, look, we're going to keep lethal injection as an execution method if the drugs are available, but would require prison officials to use the electric chair if they are not available. But, but, and this is where they, this is where they're nice. They're going to give the inmates a choice. If the lethal injection isn't available and you don't want the electric chair, you can choose death by firing squad if you want in South Carolina. I, I think that's very nice of them. I mean, they're giving the inmates a choice, which is, you know, less than what they normally get. Because normally you'd go, no, this is how we're going to end your life. 
You were found guilty. You were put on death row. We've decided to do it this way. Don't like it? Tough. I know that we're concerned about cruel and unusual punishment, but tough. Now, uh, there's been a lack of drugs you know, all over the country. We've talked a lot about that uh, on this show. But uh, in South Carolina's death row dropped from 60 inmates to 37 because of natural deaths. That's wow. So South Carolina adds the firing squad as a means to the execution, uh, you know, if it finally reaches, you know, actual law, which the governor has already said, yeah, uh, I'll sign it. Don't worry about it. Um, It'd become the fourth state. Utah, Oklahoma, and Mississippi is one of the, uh, and it is one of the nine states that maintains an electric chair. Nice. Then in Tennessee, we have a uh, bill that makes obstructing highways a felony and grants immunity to drivers who unintentionally hit someone. Good. So a bill in the Tennessee General Assembly will make obstructing a highway a felony. It would also grant immunity to those drivers who, of course, unintentionally injure or kill someone blocking a highway. It upgrades the offense of obstructing a highway or street from a Class B or C misdemeanor to Class E felony. Wow. And it would also apply to obstructing a railway, waterway, hallway, or any other place used for the passage of persons, vehicles, or conveyances. Yes! Good! If I want to get somewhere, obviously, I want to get somewhere. You can quote me on that, 100%. (laughs) If I want to get somewhere, I want to get somewhere. And... To block highways is just highways and roads and thoroughfares is not a good way to get people on your side. I never understood it. I still don't understand it. So if you're if, and if you're a driver and the road is being blocked by a mob uh, and they start banging on your cars and trying to obstruct your attempt to get through, uh, that's a scary moment and you don't want to just, you know, roll down your window, or open your door and say, excuse me, I'm really trying to get through. Could you guys just move over to the left just a little bit or to the right? Either one. I just want to get through. Uh, no, They'll, I mean, they will drag you out of your car. So class E felonies are punishable by up to six years in prison and it would impose a mandatory $3,000 fine. Okay. I mean, now if you were to hit someone or run someone over, and we've talked about it before, especially, you know, on Pat's show, uh, when I, when I'm in with Pat on Wednesday and Fridays uh, and, you know, filling in, uh, on the show, they, uh, we've talked a lot about that because if you hit someone, you obviously, it's better for you to get through the crowd and then, you know, go to the police department right away and say, hey, you know, uh, this happened or that happened because everybody's going to have video of it and it's better to, you know, cover your butt than try to just, you know, go home. 
who do you think you are? The South Dakota Attorney General that could just hit something and go home? No. No, you can't. You and I can't. We've got we've to have it covered. But I like that, and I wish that was a, uh, a bill and or a law around the country. Now, is that going to stop people from blocking thoroughfares? Very doubtful. Very doubtful. But it just hopefully will put a hindrance in their thinking, knowing that it's going to be mandatory $3,000 fine, and they could go to jail for, you know, they could go to jail, which would be six years. That's a long time. That's a long time to spend in prison. Uh, life has moved on since you went into prison when you get out after six years, my friends. Are you going to spend six years in prison? No. But, you know, you're still going to end up going to jail, and uh, it's not going to be fun. So it may actually be an, a hindrance to those of you who, you know, want to make your grievances known by blocking the road. Get out of the way! Please. Thank you. All right, let's uh, let's talk a little bit uh, a little bit of social media, shall we? We can start with uh, eBay. eBay really isn't social media, but it is internet, and uh, I guess it's social media in some shape or form. But they have decided that because Dr. Seuss books uh, are offensive now, at least the six Dr. Seuss books that they found are uh, offensive. You know the. Uh, and to th- uh, you know that I saw it on Mulberry Street. If I ran the zoo, McElliot's pool on Beyond Zebra, scrambled eggs super, and cats quizzer uh, that are no longer going to be published because they portray people in ways that are hurtful. Uh, eBay has decided. Look, we're an internet company that helps people. You know, we're a marketplace. And we help people, you know, make a little money and sell stuff and move goods. Yeah, we're not going to let you uh, resell those books. Wait, what? Yeah, no, you're not going to be able to. We're going to prevent the resale of the six Dr. Seuss books. Oh, okay. So they are currently sweeping their marketplace to remove these items. (laughs) Okay. All right, according to this story, when it was written, hundreds of listings for the six books could be found on the platform, but uh, apparently that was lower than when the news first broke and people were selling on eBay their Dr. Seuss books. So I would say there's going to have to be, you know, a new name for Dr. Seuss. You're going to have to either go with, you know, with the real name of Seuss, which was what, some Geisel? Or, you know, you're going to have to say, you know, call it, uh, you know, Dr. Teeth or Dr. Dingle, something. (laughs) I don't know, off the top of my head, I'm sure there's better choices. But you're going to have to, you're going to have to call it something to sell it on eBay, right? It's going to have to be some special name that, uh, that you use. Or you just sell it at your yard sale and advertise that there may be Dr. Seuss books. <gasps> no, I don't know if they'd allow that anymore to do that. I don't know. I mean, you're just going to have to sell it on the Facebook marketplace, right? Will they allow that? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. 
but you can almost bet that the answer will be uh, no. No, you can't. And uh, YouTube has decided that uh, Donald Trump, former President Donald Trump, his speech at CPAC, uh, yeah, no, that uh, we cannot let that be up on YouTube. They have uh, they have uh, suspended RSBN, which is the Right Side Broadcasting Network. Uh, they've it's, it's suspended them from YouTube for two weeks because of the Trump CPAC 2021 speech which according to YouTube violated their guidelines on election misinformation. So the right side broadcasting network first noted the deletion of the CPAC Trump video on Thursday and then we're just going to you know we're just going to suspend you from YouTube altogether for putting that speech up. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Parler has dropped its antitrust lawsuit against Amazon, but they went ahead and sued him again for defamation and breach of contract. Interesting. Interesting. We'll see how that works out. They, uh, we, you know, they're, they're back up and they're back running and, uh, you know, they're trying to, uh, you know, still portray themselves as the platform that protects free speech and uh, we'll see. And we'll see how they go. We talked a little bit about it before. How they were so much on fire. Uh, they were really on fire. And you know, this really put a knife in their heart. So we'll see if they can come back from that. I, I, I don't know. I don't know that they can. I mean, I'm still, still up there. Jeff Fisher Radio. Uh, you know, on Facebook and Instagram and Parlor at Jeffy JFR on Twitter. But uh, man, it's tough stuff judge just approved a 650 million dollar facebook privacy lawsuit settlement wow so 650 million uh hey, hey, go ahead and settle for that why don't we just settle the facebook uh, allegedly using photo tagging and other biometric data without the permission of its users well okay so they get the permission now with their rights, right? With their, with their, yeah, you agreed to it. So the class action lawsuit that was filed in Illinois six years ago, nearly 1.6 million Facebook users in Illinois who submitted claims will be affected. Uh, it's one of the largest settlements ever for a privacy violation. It'll put, I'll get this. It's a, it's a 1.6. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's a $650 million settlement. $650 million. You're going to get about 345 bucks. So. That's good, right? That's good. Right. Congratulations. Of course, it's, of course, it's good. That's what you wanted because they used your information and did everything with your photo and did whatever they wanted to with their with their biometric data and you weren't made aware of it so you were harmed and that's why you sued six years ago and now you're gonna get 345 dollars congratulations all right let's go to the break room i need something 
cold to drink today, desperately. Oh my gosh. I don't know if I've told you this before, but that is so, so good. Hey, if you are listening to this show right now and you're not a subscriber to the podcast, do so. You can choose the platform that you're listening on and you can say, oh, I'll just subscribe right here. Or if, say, you're listening at a friend's house and you're not, you don't like the platform that they use, then you like, you lost, you know, your own special little platform. You can subscribe there because there is a plethora of platforms where this show is available on. You know, for example, like iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, just to name a few. There are, as I said, a plethora of others. But most importantly, subscribe to the podcast. Right now, if you're listening and you're not a subscriber, you're just a freeloader. And nobody likes a freeloader. Once you become a subscriber, now you're a freeloading subscriber. Everyone likes a freeloading subscriber. They think you're smart. And you are. And what makes you even smarter? You listen to Chewing the Fat. I know. I know. Now, there are some rules to follow. One is if your platform uh, allows for you to rate and review the show, I've made it simple for you. You just have to do 20 stars, best podcast ever. Now, the other rule is no matter what you're listening to, if someone asks you what you're listening to, you have to say Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. It's a rule. I know. I don't care. I know you're going to listen to other stuff. That's great. I want you to listen to other stuff. The more voices in your life, the better. It's important. I mean, that's why we have The Blaze and The Blaze TV and The Blaze Podcast Network and The Blaze Radio Network. That's why it's here. The more voices, the better. But when asked, hey, what are you listening to? Your answer has to be chewing the fat with Jeff Fisher. That's just the rules. Okay. All right. Good. Now, if you have any questions or comments, you can always email me, chewingthefatattheblaze.com. You can follow me on social media. As I mentioned earlier, you've got Twitter, Jeff, at JeffyJFR. You've got Facebook, Instagram, and Parlor Jeff Fisher Radio. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher, and you can you know leave comments and uh, whatever you want on that page as well. So there's plenty of ways to communicate with myself and the show. And please do that as soon as you can, like now. While you're doing that, I'll tell you about uh, Minnesota. They, uh, earlier this winter, they asked uh, Minnesotans to submit their cleverest names for a snowplow in their fleet. Nearly 24,000 entries were tallied, and they narrowed them down to the best 50. Eight winners were determined by an online vote. The department said more than 122,000 votes were cast in the contest. And guess which one had the most votes? <laughs> Plowy McPlowface. Of course it did. It got more than twice as many as any other suggestion. Because <laughs> people are, well, smart. And they think they're funny. So Plowy McPlowface. So what they've done is they have eight districts that they're going to rename a snowplow. 
and each snowplow will service you know that district and they're going to have you know the new moniker on the snowplow so in the metro district you get plowy mcplowface then in district four and if you live in minnesota you know where district four is uh you're gonna get oh just gonna plow right past you in district one you get duck duck orange truck (laughs) kind of cute uh district two gets plow bunion get it you know plow bunion get it (laughs) district six gets snowby one kenobi Uh, you know kind of cute district seven gets f salt fitzgerald district three gets darth blader i kind of like you know the star wars uh, connection there kind of cute and district eight gets the truck formerly known as plow so wow man i bet you they're (laughs) happy about that in minnesota right right i am sure they are man wow okay so are you all you all good you've subscribed and now you're a freeloading subscriber and you're a good person on the planet rather than just being one of those freeloaders that nobody likes excellent we might as well head over to the entertainment section of fat pile friday yes there's a plob of fat right there just off to the side of the main blob of flat a fat with uh uh entertainment you see where connor cruz connor cruz tom and nicole kidman's son 26 year old son uh connor he was adopted along with his sister uh when tom and nicole were married now you want to talk about a good luck of the draw man you are talking about connor and his sister bella wow were adopted by tom cruise and nicole kidman now you're talking about being adopted into a pretty good life and by that i mean you've got connor cruise 26 year old he's just he just posted uh, in january how he uh caught this big giant yellowfin tuna and uh he was holding it up and that's the picture he shared on his instagram and he the caption read yellow fin we're chewing today right so he tied it in with chewing the fat thank you connor appreciate it love you too baby i know you're at las suenas resort and marina uh down south there with your uh with your big fit deep sea fishing and you got the yellowfin tuna, but I appreciate the shout-out to Chewing the Fat on your uh, Instagram page. Uh, yellowfin, we're chewing today. And uh, people were unhappy with him. Um, you know, some people said, hey, congratulations, but most people were very unhappy. Uh, you've killed a living creature, and you're proud of it? I would answer, yes. Uh, others uh, deemed him as awful and sad thumbs down emojis you have all the money in the world and you're out there torturing and slaughtering fish good job ugh entitled life once again why did you hunt and kill surely not for your livelihood uh no but i wanted to eat my yellowfin tuna that's why we're chewing uh so uh people are a little mad at connor for getting his yellowfin tuna uh 
I would say uh, congratulations, Connor. Uh, congratulations on uh, catching your yellowfin tuna. I mean to tell you, though, I mean, that's a good life that uh, Connor has got and his sister, Bella Cruz, who's a couple years older than Connor. Uh, wow. Adopted by Tom and Nicole. It's got to be a, that's tough to take. That's tough to take. You know, speaking of Tom, you see where they're not even shooting uh, Mission Impossible 7 and 8 back-to-back now because uh, they were seven near completion after, you know, their globe-trotting pandemic shoot, and they wanted to shoot the eighth one, you know, back-to-back because they were out there shooting. Let's do it. We've got everybody there, and we're ready to go. And uh, Tom has got to do his promotional duties for Top Gun because they couldn't get it done uh, in time because of the pandemic and other places not filming. And there was, you know, there was time. So the the gap is too, too much. So they, uh, they said, nah, we're just not going to shoot it. Now, it comes because there was stories talking about how the team was all wound up that they had to go shoot in the Middle East. And, uh, you know, they wanted to get back to London because the uh, younger people, some of the people that were, uh, you know, not the big money people, uh, the morale of the team was low. And many people who've been working on the picture since uh, 2019 were a little upset uh, and wanted to get home. And they've already spent several months away from their loved ones due to the strict traveling regulations. That's the deal. You signed the deal. That's what way it goes. Ugh. So uh, many of them were uh, concerned that their stay in the UAE following the news that all direct flights have been banned to and from the UK starting, uh, starting on that weekend that they were going to start shooting. So they stopped the shooting and they shut it down. There you go, Tom. Go out and promote your movie and be Mr. Big Shot, but you're not going to get it all filmed like you wanted to. And we saw your breakdown of all the people that weren't socially distanced while they were doing their film work off to the side. So now you can be able to try to hopefully, hopefully get it done without having to spend pandemic money that you've already spent. And maybe Connor can do some more fishing. Hey, don't forget... Coming to America uh, is out today. For those of you listening live on the 5th of February, 2021, uh, it's up on Amazon Prime. I'm ready to watch it, man. I am excited. Uh, I'm excited to catch it. It better be good. Now, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. My expectations are way up here, and it's not going to be as good as my expectations want. So I'll give you a full review on Monday. When we get back to chewing the fat, I may even give you a live uh, review, you know, on one of my social media channels this weekend just to get it over with. But my expectations are pretty high. But I see where they, uh, and I missed the Jimmy Kimmel uh, episode where Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall were uh, were, were on interviewing, uh, you know, about the show, about the movie. But they talked about how they were forced to, to put a white person in the movie, and that's how Louis Anderson got the gig. Now, they said that the studio, hey, there has to be a white person in the movie. And I was like, what? 
And then he thought, well, so who's the funniest white guy around? We knew Louis was cool, so that's how Louis got in the movie. Now, uh, Arsenio Hall said, uh, yeah, I had a list. They gave me a list of three white guys. They said, who would you rather work with? I said, Louis. So whatever the case, uh, you know, Louis got it, and he got the gig, right? And it was, I mean, and that's when the big bucks kick in. So, I mean... That is awesome. He did a great. No matter how he got in the movie, he did a great job in it. It's there's no question about that. Now Louis has told a story about how he believed he got the gig, and this is maybe how he got the gig. How they knew uh, Louis and how hey Louis's cool. We'll give him the gig. He said back in the late '80s while dining at the Ivy, a Beverly Hills hotspot for celebs. Anderson said he spotted Murphy and his entourage, and he told the waiter, hey, put Murphy and company's tab on my credit card. And so uh, he, I told the waiter, hey, don't till, tell him till after I leave. I'm, I'm not going, I'm not doing it to be a big shot. I'm doing it because I'm from the Midwest, and that's how we do it. So the next morning, Anderson received a call from Eddie uh, saying, uh, hey thanks for the gesture nobody's ever bought me anything and also he wanted to cast me in the movie called coming to america that's how louis was cool he bought him bought him dinner with the entourage and he was top of mind for eddie in the movie and he said uh louis said that karma is tremendous and uh it was the best 660 dollars I ever spent. No kidding. Just a couple of uh, headlines from around the world, just to let you know what's happening uh, in a few places around the world. Uh, Miramar authorities charge Associated Press journalist. 38 people killed in uh, a day of protest just the other day, says UN envoy. Uh, Islamic State says it killed female media workers in East Afghanistan. Yay! Latest rocket attack in Iraq raises questions about strike on Iran-backed militia, uh, militias. Uh, yay! The U.S. warns of military response to the rocket attack on Iraq base. Uh, yay! Denmark becomes the first European nation to tell Syrian refugees, you gotta go home, saying the country is now safe. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, look, uh, we're happy that you were here, but you got to go. Uh, your country is perfect now. So get out. That's nice of Denmark. I'm all for that. It's their country. They can do what the heck they want. Right? All right. That's what I thought. I see where um, uh, Richard Bigo. I'm sorry, Richard Barnett, Richard Bigo Barnett, who is a rioter that was the guy that took a picture of himself uh, at Pelosi's desk and he stormed uh, off the office and took, you know, he was smiling and holding up an envelope. Well, he's pissed that he's still in jail. And he said so in court. <laughs> uh he says uh, they're dragging this out. They're letting everyone else out. He was yelling at the court hearing. Uh, it's not fair. 
that he's still in jail with a slew of his fellow rioters. They've already been released. This has been a bunch of crap. He's a 60-year-old man from Arkansas. He's facing several charges, including theft. He posed, uh, you know, he was in uh, Pelosi's office and uh, he uh, Pelosi's office and arming himself with a stun gun as the MAGA mob attacked the Capitol. Okay. Now, he was one of the first of at least 300 people to be arrested for participating in the riots, and he's one of the few that still remain in jail. He, uh, he says, they can't keep pushing me out month by month. Okay. Uh, he does not want to remain in D.C. prison for another month while others have already gone home. Uh, it seems that uh, he was his, his upsetness and yelling fell on deaf ears. Uh, the judge is going to rule. Uh, and then uh, the hearing ended. Eh, next court date, May 4th. Have a nice day. Want to bet? Yeah, we're busy. Click. May 4th. Have a nice day. Oh. Okay. No problem. So, okay. I guess he's uh, described himself as a white nationalist. And uh, he said, uh, I did not steal it. I bled on it because they were macing me and I couldn't effing see. So I figured I'm in her office. I got blood on her office. I put a quarter on her desk, even though she ain't effing worth it. (laughs) I left her a note on her desk that says, Nancy, big O was here, you bitch. (laughs) He insists that he was pushed inside the Capitol by a large crowd during the rally and he has since returned the empty envelope so there's that a new rasmussen poll uh, reports that 37 percent of likely voters polled 37 percent of likely voters polled believe that president biden will be reelected. wow there were three answers uh, 23% believe a Republican will defeat the incumbent president. And there, the bad news is, is that 30% believe that he's going to resign and not run for reelection. Wow. I mean, if you watch some of the videos that we've played on Pat Unleashed, I don't play them here because I try to avoid, you know, as much of the political stuff. It's hard. It's really hard because he is appearing to be more out to lunch every day and he's done no press conferences and i know what he says i'm happy to take questions and stuff but i don't think he is and he's asking for permission to do things that you know they're going to try to write it off but it just seems like he is out of it and you knew it if you watched any in-depth news coverage of him uh you knew it and yet it just doesn't matter and it didn't matter. And there he sits in the Oval Office. So there you have it. So apparently uh, down at the border, uh, the cartel, the smugglers, the coyotes are overwhelmed at the border. So they've decided, whoa, 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 whoa. You need to put this wristband on. Uh, you need to have a special color. And we're going to number them. And we need to we need to manage this. So when you get there, there's just too many people and too many things happening. So we need to know that you're one of ours. Okay, so have this on your wrist. 
<laughs> so we know who you are and who you belong to. Apparently, the uh, Border Patrol agents have been finding wristbands uh, for the last couple of months as uh, there, seems, there seems to be a surge of illegal immigrants coming across the border. Huh. Huh. That is so weird. It's so weird that it just happens to be within the last couple of months that we've seen this surge of people coming into the country. So weird. I wonder why that could be. got the big uh harry megan and oprah interview or is it megan and harry and oprah or is it oprah megan and harry i think that's what it is you got the oprah megan and harry interview uh coming up this weekend for those of you listening live so their interview i think is on sunday which is the seventh so uh, i'm looking forward to that that will be fun because i know we've got a big Buckingham Palace uh, probe into bullying from Megan. <laughs> so, you know, they did not like working for her. She made a lot of people feel uncomfortable. And that was from the very beginning, man, before she was even married to Harry. Right? She was getting all these free, all the free stuff sent to her. All these designers were sending her free stuff. And the palace said, oh, yeah, no, uh, you can't keep that. Uh, that we are royals you're not an actress anymore and uh you you don't get to keep that so you don't get that and then remember they had the big deal where prince charles eventually he, he picked up the tab he said yeah i'll just buy the clothes don't worry about it here you go i got here's some money for you no problem now megan believes that the bullying probe uh, is the calculated smear campaign op- orchestrated by the palace to deflect attention from this Oprah Winfrey sit-down. Plus, Harry just got done with his buddy. Uh, what's his face? James Corden. So uh, Oprah is, uh, you know, they, they are pushing this interview hard. She's already spent a bunch of money on it, and she's got money from the U.K., we talked about that. So anyway, it'd be fascinating to see how that all plays out, man. I'm, I am looking forward to it. And it will be very interesting how the uh, interaction between Megan and Harry. Remember we played that one uh, interview where she turns her head and turns away when she answers. Oh, yeah, everything's fine. It's on us. Oh, okay. All right. No problem. <laughs> you got it you got it speaking of probes you see where china uh has made the anal covid19 swabs mandatory for all foreign travelers arriving in the country okay remember when they were they said that's why i was surprised i remember if we talked about it out loud or not we may have talked about it just, you know, silently, mentally, uh, through our, our psychically brain, cycle, cycle. We may have just done it psychically. Anyway, uh, so remember when the U.S. diplomats 
had to be probed. They, I don't know that they ever said they were sorry, but they said they would try to change it or something. It was worded really weird. And I remember thinking, and maybe we did talk about it, why would China do that? It's China. They just tell you to bug off. And then Japan just had a big deal with them, you know, pissed that they had to get uh, anally probed <laughs> coming into the country. Well, now uh, China is like, yeah, now it's the new travel requirement. Uh, there's testing hubs at the Beijing and Shanghai a- airports, and uh, that's just the way it is. Move on. Uh, the tests, according to China, provide a higher degree of accuracy than other screening methods for the virus. So if you're coming into the country, then you're going to get anally probed, and that's just the way it is. Wow. I mean, that's that's pretty strong. And they remember, uh, and that was because, I mean, when Japan said, hey, stop performing these exams on our citizens when they enter the country, uh, China was like, um, no, uh, this is happens for everybody now. And, oh, my gosh, Japan, who reported uh, in China that they received the anal swab test, it caused a great psychological pain did it did it cause a great psychological pain <laughs> that's if i i in chi i wish i could say did it in chinese in mandarin i wish i could uh you know speak mandarin because that is what i that's what i want to say did it Okay, here you go. This is what China said uh, to the Japanese when they said the anal swabs caused a great psychological pain. (laughs) That is, did it in Mandarin. All right. uh, As we're along, we're traveling in our uh, did it or our probed section. Uh, one of my favorite stories of the day, Rudy Giuliani's daughter has done an interview for Vanity Fair, and the title of the interview is A Unicorn's Tale. Three-way sex with couples has made me a better person. Right? I know. Caroline Rose Giuliani openly discusses her sexual escapades with other couples. That is so good. I mean, she opens up uh, the piece for Vanity Fair with, I want to watch my boyfriend bend you over. Now, she's 32 years old, and she's known for some time that she was, you know, at least bisexual, but had barely explored that side of her sexuality. Now, she knew she wanted to experience new dynamics, so she signed up for the dating site Unicorns, women who agree to have sex with couples. And one woman and I chatted, we got to know each other, and I'm typically, you know, more submissive sexually, but 
we were texting each other and it quickly turned into sexting and wow i really you know i was pleased to discover that having been submissive myself finding the language that turned isabella uh turned around came naturally to me so she met them at a bar and then of course they ended up back at their place (laughs) you know one thing led to another and pretty soon uh they were uh you know having having sex together and you know the isabella uh enjoys role playing and uh she just she just loved it and we just had an experience she now um believes that uh, this this relationship this time together with uh isabella and oliver and she now uh believes you know she just she was overwhelmed with his desire to fulfill her was a deeper motivation fulfilling me i know i know well now she she identifies as pansexual and admits she's battled anxiety and depression her entire life and she writes the incredible moments of connection and transformation i've shared with these couples reminds me that my expansive mind is a gift so be sure to catch that Vanity Fair article with uh, Carolyn Rose Giuliani, uh, A Unicorn's Tale. Got me thinking about uh, unicorns, and <laughs> I wondered where they, you know, where we got the whole unicorn thing was fascinating to me. Because we all know that a unicorn is, according to the internet, a legendary creature that's been described since antiquity as a beast with a single large pointed spiraling horn projecting from its forehead. And it symbolizes one of the most wondrous creatures. It represents magic and enhancement. They are believed to be able to bless innocent and virtuous people with wisdom and miracles. The symbols that link the unicorn with such great capacity is at its horn and hair. The spiral horn in people's belief has healing power. So it's wonderful that, uh, you know, that it, that, it, that it happens. Which got me looking at the 10 to best affair sites for 2021. I know. I know. Look, don't look at me like that. I just went down the rabbit hole, you know, and uh, you can write your own jokes with that. So the top 10 best affair sites for 2021 with a 9.8 review coming in at number one. Maybe we just go back to the 10. Maybe we start at the bottom. All right. Coming in at number 10 with a 5.4 review. Victoria Milan, relive the passion find your affair coming in at number nine with a 5.7 flirty mature number eight with a 5.9 a love lov with a heart and a cross through the top section of the heart now coming in <laughs> where are we at Ten, nine eight number seven with a 6.2 be naughty oh that's a good app right there it's got millions of active members, according to this. Uh, number uh, 6.4 with the number 6, Adult Friend Finder. Ooh. Number 5 with a 6.5, Flirt. Number f- 3. Wait, I missed one. I missed one. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. 
These are the top nine, but it says top ten. Top ten best affair sites. And we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Where the heck is number ten? This just gives me nine. So okay, number three is one night friend with a six point seven. Number two with a seven point nine review. Fling.com. And of course, number one coming in at nine point eight, Ashley Madison. So there's that going on. And these sites are of course reputable. There's millions of active members. Flirt, of course, has many more women than men. Um, one night friend open to people of all orientations. <laughs> and it gives you an advanced search option for people with specific parameters. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. I feel bummed out now, though, because we only got nine. And I said the top ten. So, so let me apologize. And we'll just get out of here because now I'm mad. Now I'm mad. I wanted the top ten, and all I got was it was nine. And I just want to say congratulations to Carolyn Giuliani, who now, now knows herself better and knows that, you know, it's a beautiful thing and a beautiful life. And uh, she feels better about herself. And gosh darn it, that's what matters. That's all that matters, isn't it? No, really. Oh, <laughs>